Okay, 740 at DWS, and Senator Chapin Rose with us this morning. Chapin, how are you? Happy New Year, Dave Gentry. <laughs> Happy New Year to you. Did you just get up, or you uh, been at this no, a while? I'm, uh, <laughs> wandering. I'm already out wandering. Well, that's What's good. On? Well, uh, you know, earlier this week, I asked the mayor of Champaign about this. All the uh, folks going to the uh, pot dispensary there on South Neal, that was uh, a pretty big concern for a while. But they uh, well, look like they've calmed down a little bit. What's your take on all this? Well, uh, my take was simple, that any bill that gives a preference for um, uh, the poorest zip codes of Illinois to get licenses, you can keep poor people stoned is out of its mind. Um, <laughs> any bill that gives people that, uh, you know, people who are convicted felons preference to get licenses over people who kept their, uh, you know, did the right thing and worked hard and stayed out of trouble uh, is, is, I mean, again, you know, you had to be smoking dope to think that was a good idea, I guess. But uh, uh, anyway, hey, look, it's here. Um, you know, like anything, I guess, I told the newspaper it's never as good or as bad as people think it will be. Um, you know, the, the, uh, all these people that were like, oh, this is going to solve all the state's uh, money woes, well, they're just flat out wrong. I mean, the, the money was spent uh, already. There is no, I mean, there's not, this isn't going to solve the state's money woes. You know, on the same token, I don't think the sky is going to fall, uh, <clears throat> in, you know, either now that it's legal, but. At the end of the day, um, you know, you look at this bill and you just think, my goodness, like, are you serious? We're, we're, we're prioritizing uh, felons and uh, poor zip codes for the licenses. And that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But, um, you know, who am I? I was outvoted. That's who I am. And uh, it's here. So we go from there. I think the bigger story, frankly, this week was the one that you guys mentioned in the radio this morning, which is this reference in this WBEZ story to the Quinn uh, <clears throat> the Quinn administration's cover up, apparently, uh, of some pretty significant problems, uh, criminal problems, and I think that's a huge, huge story. Um, Champagne, of course, was mentioned in that story uh, by this you know Democrat cover up. And I think that's going to be significant, and I think that's going to be um, – you're going to have uh, a lot of a lot to come on that story. Now, that dates back to the Pat Quinn administration. How how much information do you think they have on this? I mean, do you really I, think I this I mean, is I – read I read the story like you were like yeah. listening to the story, I guess. But um, I read the story, and it's it, – you know, it's weird because it references – um, I mean, the, quote, the rape in Champaign, that, uh, who, who is that? Is it, what is that about? I mean, it, it's, I, I mean, certainly, you know, certainly that is not something to joke about. Um, and the crazy thing is the way that was written was, you know, the, the clear inference is the reader, these Quinn administration officials knew what it was referencing. So, you know, there was, you know, there was no explanation to it in the email leading any casual reader to believe that the, that the Quinn administration that would have been reading that email at the time knew what that reference was to. So, you know, uh, all those folks, people need to step forward and 
uh, let the local law enforcement authorities know what that's about. Um, you know, this is a serious, serious matter. Um, the other thing that just on your radio this morning uh, that blew me away is how much money this DPI director is getting. Are these guys, I mean, are they serious over there? The 400 and some thousand? 417,000, I think, yeah. is what it was said for DPI yeah. director. I, I mean, the thing hasn't even built a building yet, and they're offering somebody $417,000. You know, I, I don't know, and that's, that's, you know, four, you know, fledgling brand new professors. That's, you know, three associate professors, and that's two really good professors, you know, full professors with, uh, you know, that, that could be teaching on campus. Uh, said differently from my district, you know, that's that's the relative equivalent of, you know, a, you know, a half dozen to, you know, six to eight uh, secretarial pool uh, guys at the FNS department. I mean, what, does money grow on trees? Apparently so here in the state of Illinois. Let me ask you something I, else. Well, the property tax shutout that the government seems to have pulled off. What do you, what do you think about that? Uh, well, I guess the question is, what were you expecting? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, if you were expecting the Democrats to uh, suddenly decide that they're going to do something about property taxes, I would, I would submit a 80-year history of, of uh, uh, you know, data set that says they're incapable of doing anything but raising property taxes. So, um, you know, I, I just, it doesn't shock me that this, um, uh, you know that, that that suddenly they're going to try to go it alone. I I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can tell you that the two biggest items that come up when you're trying to get business into Illinois is the that business's commercial property tax bill, and then their workers' comp bill. And, and I don't think you're ever really going to get serious about economic putting a path Illinois on a path to economic uh, solvency until you address those two items. And, uh, you know, Governor Pritzker is going to address it by raising everyone's income taxes. Well, you know, I got news. The math doesn't work. So this notion that 97% of people are going to get tax cuts, that doesn't solve anything from a mathematics perspective. So, that, you know, the Democrats will have to go after the middle class. They'll have to go all the way down into the, you know, the, um, in, you know they're going to have to go down to working people with families trying to put food on the table. And, um you know, Champaign-Urbana is kind of a, a, you know, an outlier in terms of employment, uh, not just in terms of overall employment numbers, but also in terms of how much people are paid. The farther away you get from Champaign-Urbana, the picture gets certainly far bleaker, and certainly you get closer to, to the state minimum wage than you do what's in Champaign-Urbana. So, um, you know, the folks that I represent, which is largely, you know, 75% of my district outside of Champaign County, you know, jobs and, and economic prosperity is a huge issue. And, um, you know, we need more jobs. We need more employers. We need more business. And property tax is a huge piece of that. And local homeowners, I mean, my goodness, look at what's on your bill every year. Look oh, yeah. what's on, you know, and it's all relative. It's all relative. But when you look at the fact that you could live in a home and um, just across the Wisconsin state line, and pay a third to 40, 45 percent of what you're paying now on your property tax bill, that's a problem. It's a problem. 
So, but no, I don't expect them to do much of anything uh, serious to address this. Well, I I think the governor has a plan. That's to uh, pass his uh, his tax increase. Right. Yeah. The plan is to pass the income tax increase, not do anything about property taxes, put more burden on middle class people, and and you know that's the end of that. But um, you know the the news here is the governor can't unilaterally do that. Uh, the voters will get a chance to sign off on that. In, in the election, because that there will be a constitutional amendment, and the people listening will get to say whether they like that idea or not. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I then day, uh, I, no, I don't expect much um, reform. <laughs> How's that? I don't expect much reform yeah. on the property tax front out of these guys. Well, is there anything we can look forward to in Springfield? Well, um, I look, the new session will be starting up here in a couple of weeks. But, um, you know, I, I, I think that this most recent revelation on the WBEZ story is going to have a huge, huge uh, impact, and that needs to be solved. I mean, whatever this is that was being referred to, uh, the truth needs to come out. Um, but, you know, if you want some good news locally, Illinois won last night. <laughs> yeah, we got that going for us. <laughs> so, but yeah, I look, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I plan on bringing up this new guy's salary with the U of I. I mean, that $450,000 is, is, I mean, it's beyond outrageous. It's a slap in the face to everybody who works for a living. Um, and I mean, this whole thing has been suspect from the beginning. And I felt better about it when Bill Sanders lived down the street. And I'm, you know, a little bit you know, funny there. He lived in, at least he lived in Muhammad yeah. and was a local guy. But now we got some dude that's going to live in Chicago, I guess, make a four or $17,000 a year. That's just, I mean, that can't be good for a band. And that's all I got to say. All right, Chapin. Thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Yep. No problem. Okay. Take care. We got more coming up here on DWS.